Upwork has the world's largest network of independent professionals. So if you need a UI designer, hey guys, Kevin, a full stack developer, this is Madeline, or a whole team of designers and developers working together, hey, you've got the full team here. Uh, myself, Rachel, Adam, and Stephanie. Hey, hey everyone. Hey, how's it going? Hi. Upwork has agencies too, available for six weeks or six months. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. Two men are plowing up and down a swimming pool in downtown Los Angeles. As they rest between laps, one of them announces that he's 90 years old. Then he puffs out his small chest and says, I used to be a judge. The other man was the American journalist Michael Kinsley, who tells a story in his new book, Old Age, A Beginner's Guide. The point of the tale is its pathos. What the old man did by referring to his former importance was to compound the impression that he was trying to dispel, that he was past it. The story raises the more general question, is it ever okay to trade on past career triumphs? And if so, for how long before it becomes pathetic? There seem to be different rules for different people. If you're as famous as Bill Clinton... You can go on wallowing in former glory more or less indefinitely. So long as you're a decent speaker, people will go on paying to hear you discuss your previous greatness many decades after the event. Otherwise, the time limit is so short as to be non-existent. As a general principle, the rest of the world stops caring for any achievement the minute it slips from the present to the past. The very day you leave a job, the invitations stop coming. Not just because people fear your experience will quickly become out of date, but because if you're no longer in the job, all attention switches at once to your replacement. Despite this, people go on clinging to past successes as a signalling device. Whether this is a good idea depends on two things. Is it relevant and is it dignified? To the second question, the answer is invariably that it's not. In his Twitter profile, George Osborne quite properly does not say that he used to be Britain's Chancellor of the Exchequer. Jack Welsh declines to mention in his that he used to be the feared and revered boss of General Electric. Only David Cameron introduces himself by what he was, the former UK Prime Minister. He would look more dignified if he'd held his peace. In his case, we already know what he used to do, and don't need to have it pointed out to us. With people whose previous careers have escaped us, being told of them will not impress us at all. When I meet someone at a party who announces that they're ex-BBC or ex-McKinsey, my spirits always sink. Ditto when reading Twitter profiles in which valuable characters are wasted, saying that someone was a former Deloitte consultant or ex-Google. You could say that this information was relevant. These organisations have competitive selection processes, and so if someone gets through them, it must be an enduring point in their favour. But I'm not so sure. Lots of mediocre people make it into great organisations where they do badly and leave, and they tend to be the ones who wear their previous employer's badges most assiduously. In the end, it's no different from the ex-judge and his bathing trunks. If someone makes a lot of their past, it suggests that their present isn't up to much. 
Our traditional notion of a career is that it's a steady upwards path, which means that there should be no need to mention a previous job, as the current one ought to be bigger and better. When Mr Cameron was Prime Minister, he didn't need to go around reminding everyone that he used to be a PR man. Even though most careers, Mr Cameron's included, no longer end on an up note, we still find any falling off a bit pathetic. The only exception is with athletes. Biology dictates that they are already past it by the time the rest of us hit our prime, and so we forgive them for it. If the ex-judge in the pool had declared that he'd once won an Olympic medal, I doubt if his fellow swimmer would have sensed any pathos at all. As for me, I've made a promise to myself. After this September, when I've left journalism and am a trainee maths teacher, I'll never tell people at parties that I used to be an FT columnist. Keeping this promise will be easy. In my new job, I'll be so tired, I may never go to a party ever again. But there's a more serious point to all this. If our achievements count for so very little when they're in the past, it's perhaps wise not to revere them quite so heartily in the present. Ready to start the next chapter of your career? Earn an executive MBA from Georgetown McDonough. Designed for working professionals and ranked number one in the world for international business by the Financial Times, the program features two global residencies, mentorship opportunities, a vibrant campus community, and the access only Washington, D.C. can offer. See how Georgetown's Executive MBA can help you advance at choosegeorgetown.com slash EMBA.